Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is Live Bet Saturday presented by BetMGM. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, Danny Burke alongside. We had a lot to update you on in the world of college football as there's a lot happening. First of which is Braden Willis, a 78-yard reception down to the TCU one-yard line, Daniel. Uh, but as I was saying, he kind of gassed out. He was loafing it down the stretch like I could run 78 yards without gassing out. Uh, but he does. And regardless, uh, Dylan Gabriel and the Sooners punch it in from the one-yard line. So they have now a 10-point deficit in front of them against TCU. 20-10. to 10, The score there, 215 left to go in the first quarter. We have 30 points in the first quarter. Uh, these two teams not slowing down. A lot of big chunk plays. Surprising for a matchup between Oklahoma and TCU. In the second quarter, over in the Big Ten, 11-28 left to go. Minnesota continues to kind of shoot themselves in the foot here in this contest. They had a short field goal attempt earlier, Danny, that was shanked to the left. And now uh, the kick is good from 45 yards out. So that's a 10-3 score with 10-22 left to go in that matchup. Minnesota cutting in there. But I will say uh, their kicker wears number 95. I know that you can kind of, yeah, right? Like, you can pick your numbers. I get it. But uh, you're already playing a less glamorous position. Why would you pick one of the ugliest numbers? Jeez. Yeah, I mean, do you want the spotlight on you even that much more when right. you miss kicks like he already did? Wow, that's uh, that's not good. But, hey, JVT, uh, you know, at least Minnesota got on the board. I was getting a little worried about them here. But I'm seeing, I don't know about you out there in Sin City, I'm seeing three you got to lay some juice with Minnesota. But again, I, I still think this could be a good opportunity to look at the Gophers, especially if they're going to be catching points. So I'm going to wait to see how Purdue's moving the ball here, but may get invested on Minnesota. Yeah, uh, let's see. I'm trying to. Um... All right, so Minnesota is uh, Minnesota flipped to the favorite. You should. OK, well, they wouldn't have flipped because they would have been their favorite. So they have the one and a half point favorite then. Yeah. OK, one and a half point favorite in that matchup. Uh, against Purdue, so we'll see if that is going to be uh, the case. I'm having technical issues. All of my uh, all of my numbers are not popping up in front of me, so I sound like I'm stumbling and I'm an old man and they don't know what's going on. But I promise you, uh, I have an idea of what is happening. Yeah. So I've got so the live line I've got in front of me, guys, actually is Purdue minus two and a half with a total of forty six and a half. So this is going back and forth. We'll see if that's going to uh, the hold there. A couple of other updates really quickly from a live line perspective. Uh, we talked about Oklahoma TCU. That number, TCU now five with a total of 87. So we're getting pretty high there. Kansas State well in control of their matchup in Texas Tech. Still 13 nothing. That is a 17.5 point spread in favor of K-State. But that just gets pulled down. So we'll see if the update is as you move forward here. And Ole Miss 
has just uh, scored as well. I believe they tack on a field goal. That was a couple of minutes ago. So that's a 16-6 lead for Ole Miss, if I'm not mistaken. We'll give you, actually, no, I think they got a safety because they were 14-6. So we'll give you an update there. Yes, they did. Uh, Levis is sacked in the end zone. So that's going to be a safety and a 16-6 lead for well, Ole Miss. They called intentional grounding on him. So that's how they got it. Okay. All right. Thanks for clarifying that. So, yeah, 13.5 point spread, Danny, there with a total of 59.5. You have anything there as a – Sad Iowa fan is mad that his team just got called for holding. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, I still didn't end up pulling trigger for that Kentucky Ole Miss game. Uh, I don't know. Kentucky's just looked bad. I mean, the kicking is clearly going to be an issue. Their yep. offense, yeah, you had a good kick return and set it up for the touchdown. But aside, aside from that, it really hasn't been anything impressive. So I'm not too tempted at this point. So I'm pretty glad that I held off. Uh, you mentioned your Michigan and Iowa game. You and I were kind of talking about this off air. but it's been a, such a slow paced game and you figured it was going to be, but at this point, someone who did not bet it pre-flop such as yourself, I'm hoping Iowa does score of course for you, but also because I'm looking to get an in-game bet here on Michigan at a cheaper price because they're all the way up to 15 and a half, but I want to get them under a touchdown if possible. Uh, Spencer P with an absolute dime here uh, for 19 yards. I'll call it 19 and a half. So they're going to have a second and super short. Beautiful. Uh, look at that. Just moves in the pocket gracefully, reading the ball downfield, just fits it in wonderfully. That's what you're looking for for Spencer P. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, by the way, I'm sure they'll punt. They have like a second and like two inches yep. in though. <laughs> I'm sure they'll, they'll punt on this drive, and actually uh, they won't get a first down. So we'll see what the update's going to be there. Uh, also, want to note one game because we're not. I'm not really watching it uh, because it's not in the best spot physically for me, uh, but not the sexiest game in the world for this morning slate, but it's worth mentioning. Army got bet up in the pre-flop market. Uh, they are down 17 nothing to Georgia State. Uh, that is what I got on my screen here. Right now, seven and a half point spread in favor of Georgia State with a total of 49 and a half. So talk about a flip of favorites. That is a massive flip of favorites there in-game because Georgia State has been all over Army. And I will say, Danny, you know, I think it was the, the week we had Jeff in, um, Georgia State, we talked about this a little bit, has become like a little faux sharp team to a certain extent. There's been a, some support for them in certain matchups. The North Carolina game comes to mind. Uh, this is a pretty good start, obviously, against Army West Point, but this has been a, uh, a pretty interesting start to the season overall for Georgia State. No kidding. And now we'll see if they can at least you know, hold on or keep it close against Army, what that market's going to look like against them next week and so on and so forth. But they have been a scrappy bunch. So, wow, very impressive to see them up 17 nothing. And, yeah, I see about seven right now. Total at about 51 for that game. Uh, JBT, I did want to ask you about one other spot here. Air Force and Navy, I see that Air Force is still up 10 nothing in this mm -hmm. game. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were pretty high on Air Force coming into this season. I'm curious if you had any interest in this game or if you've been waiting for a spot to potentially bet Air Force this year. No, so I, I figured Air Force was the second, before the Jay Kaner injury, I figured Air Force to be the second best team in the Mountain West and I wrote about it as such in our, our college football betting guide. The loss to Wyoming was a little surprising. Um, but at the same time, two things. One, Craig Bowles are actually a really good coach for the Cowboys and gets the most out of his teams. And there were stories and rumors about that Air Force maybe had like some sort of flu bug going on. I don't know. Maybe that uh, limited them. I didn't have anything here. These service academy games tend to get a little wonky, uh, especially when you're talking about lower scoring contests, the options. Uh, I didn't really – I'll say this. Even though Air Force is so highly rated, I was not looking to lay a big number with them, and that number's only getting bigger with them up double digits, 10-0 uh, over Navy, even though we're in, you know, what, 6-15 left to go in the second. Yeah, I hear you on that. And, yeah, I mean, 17 of the hook is where this live line's at right now. And you're right. I mean, those games are all over the place, especially a little bit earlier in the year, so I could understand some trepidation in that can, game. Can I, oh, interest yeah, you, can I interest you in under 92 in TCU, oh Oklahoma, gosh. the Horned Frogs have found the end zone again. Six plays, 75 yards. TCU has taken a 27-10 to 10 lead over Oklahoma. There are seven seconds left in the first quarter, and the in-game total flashed at 92. Uh, we will see how high this gets. Probably going to be in the range of 92, 93. But Oklahoma and Brent Venables, I mean, look, he's supposed to, that's supposed to be his baby, that defense. Right. They have no answer for Sonny Dykes and the Horned Frogs at this point right now. Everybody was getting hyped up over Venables. Oh, we're getting that tough sooner football back now that Riley's out of here with his offensive scheming. And this defense has just been atrocious. I, it's It's been brutal. But, man, yeah, I, 92, it, it just seems incredibly steep. But it's so early. I can't believe they're still in the first. Man, I, 
I don't know what I would do with that game at this point, JVT. You're getting 10 on TCU if you think they keep rolling. Yeah, this is going to be pretty interesting. I, I, I would assume, given what we know about TCU's defense, that we're going to see more points from Oklahoma. Um, but then again, like it's looked really disjointed early on. In a matchup where TCU is scoring 27 in the first quarter and getting big play after big play, it is somewhat surprising to see uh, Dylan Gabriel and the Sooners look as bad as they have up to this point um, when you watch the way that this has operated for them. So we'll see. But it makes sense that you would have this because it doesn't look like TCU is going to score anytime soon or should be slow down anytime soon. But 92 is wild, man. And by the way, the in-game market initially opened up Danny 92, shaded to the under at minus 120. It is now over minus 120. <laughs> so Jeez. 92 is the total, and the over is favored at about minus 120. So, man, all right, so that's our new thing. Uh, we're going to keep track of – so let's keep track of how high this gets. That's our high point, obviously, right now of 92 for this one. We'll see how high this in-game total gets. But I would say if I'm betting this now, I am very tempted to go under 92 points. And actually, it's now up to 93. Uh, I, that is a wildly high total. You would just hope and assume that Venables, being the defensive guru that he allegedly is, could do some kind of adjustment, at least heading into the second half. But my goodness, TCU is just looking insanely good right now. And look, I mean, Oklahoma's going to figure it out to some extent, but man, you got to get going. And if you can't do it right now, who knows when it's going to happen. So yeah, I mean, 92 is just insane. But there have been games like this before where it's like, how high can this keep going? And the fact that we're seeing in the first quarter, it is a little scary. But again, if you add your preconceived thoughts about this TCU offense and conversely the Oklahoma defense, then yeah, maybe you do see value in this total being inflated all the way to 92. Yeah, and well, and here's the thing. So it's only 17, so we'll see how this kind of progresses. The thing, right. the case to be made for under is if TCU is going to smoke Oklahoma, we're getting to the point where in the fourth quarter, I mean, there's no need to continue to run your offense and you start to sit on the ball a little bit more and uh, you're going to get underneath that number. So, yeah, that's a pretty high thing. By the way, Mitch Moss uh, at Mitch Moss Radio up on Twitter, host of Follow the Money, points out something fantastic. Uh, live betting totals right now. TCU and uh, Oklahoma, in-game total 93. Michigan, Iowa, in-game total 32 and a half. So, uh, same sport. These are the two. These <laughs> these are two very different conferences and two very different uh, games at this point right now. Which uh, can we just say to Iowa keeps shooting themselves in the foot. Uh, you actually have a pretty nice uh, throw from Petrus. It gives you a first down. However, I, th- I don't know what the penalty was, but it puts them back in another first and twenty. And now I think they've got about a third and nine or something in that range to convert here with four fifty left to go in the second quarter. Like, you don't get that many positive drives, Danny, if you're this offense. You cannot hold yourself back. And I think it was tripping or a chop block. You cannot hold yourself back with these dumb penalties along the offensive line. I know, and it's going to be one of those things where Iowa, and you've already kind of joked about it, like they're going to keep teasing you and teasing you and giving you a little bit of hope here because their defense will stop them. And then it's going to be the bend, don't break, uh, break, but inevitably they'll break and Michigan will probably tack on a touchdown to make it 17 to three or 17, nothing, whatever I was able to do. And uh, that will really be the breakaway spot here. But talking about in-game totals, I feel like every time we're talking about Iowa, the total keeps crashing and crashing down. We never take advantage of it. How low can you go with Iowa? It's never low enough. Great screenplay that is uh, stopped in the backfield for a loss of like five. Like I said, I might get a little bit more quarta, a little bit more cantankerous as this goes along. All right, we have plenty left to get to. We continue to look at some of our big game breakdowns and more here on Live Bet Saturday. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM has all of your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with the state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. And please gamble responsibly. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. So updates around the country. Uh, first off, we were just talking about this, Danny. So, uh, did a flip in the market from an in-game standpoint for this Purdue-Minnesota game, or what was going on here? Yeah, so this is really odd. I, I was trying to live bet Minnesota because here in Illinois, it seems like I usually end up getting like a half point better, but you're laying a little bit of juice. So like, I had plus three and a half at like maybe minus 120 or something, and I'm going to bet it. And before I can, then it flipped to Minnesota is a point favorite. So I'm like, all right, did something big happen? And you're like, no, it was an incomplete pass. So that was kind of weird to see that market alter so much. And it's at the point now where it's highlighted. So you see it, but you can't bet it. And now I see Minnesota back to plus three. So I'm curious as to where they're going to let me maybe get involved again, but I'm getting close, uh, close to being ready to pull the trigger on the Gophers. I just haven't gotten that great opportunity yet. Yeah. Well, it might uh, alter a little bit here or more, a little bit here because it looks like they have, I don't know what's going on here. I think they have downed Purdue for sure inside of the 20. I don't know if it's going to be inside of the 10. It did look like that was the case, but the side judge was a little bit further up. Uh, regardless, this is going to be pretty good territory for Minnesota's defense uh, from a field position standpoint to get that back. But yeah, yeah. they just punted it back. Uh, other score updates. Kansas State have been thoroughly in control of this matchup. Uh, not the case anymore that it's now a one-score game. It is 13-7. to Red Raiders have found the end zone there against K-State. So that matchup is down to a six-point deficit for Texas Tech. From an in-game standpoint, K-State 9.5 with a total of 44.5. Spencer P. and Iowa, after a couple of offensive line penalties, have put them behind the eight ball, forced to punt it away. They trail 10-0. Michigan a 17.5-point favorite in-game with a total of 30.5. So on the board, for those keeping track at home, we have a game with a total of 93 in-game and another matchup with an in-game total of 30. So uh, quite uh, quite a different set of matchups there and we also have sorry I got distracted I think we're gonna get a big play here in Michigan as a line and total moved up and yep that's a really big pass down the left sideline Michigan just like that at the Iowa 25 yard line um you were asking off the air too Ole Miss and Kentucky Ole Miss does tack on a field goal so that is 19 to 6 Ole Miss a 13 and a half point favorite with a total of 59 uh, were you waiting to get involved here are you looking to maybe take a bigger price on Kentucky in this matchup yeah, I think I've kind of abandoned my uh, my hype on the Kentucky train for this game, and luckily I didn't end up pulling the trigger on them. I know there's still plenty of time, but again, their offenses look non-existent. I, you know, an angle I kind of liked in this game too, JVT, was almost the under because both of these defenses had been great coming into this spot. You knew they were going to be tested on both ends now that they were getting stiffer competition. But the fact that Ole Miss keeps scoring, you're kind of getting a little bit higher total 
And if Kentucky can't get any rhythm in their offense, well, Ole Miss's defense is going to be playing better because they're more comfortable. They're going to have more confidence on their side. So maybe I'd be tempted to look at something as we trend toward the end of the first half. If there's a touchdown added, uh, see if I can't bet an under for the second half. All right. I like it. Uh, let's see if uh, Michigan can do anything with this matchup. And uh, Oklahoma's offense continues to struggle here, Danny. A fourth and seven yeah. with 1431 left to go in the second. Uh, that's the other part about these games, which gets to a lot of these big plays. Uh, they do not move as quickly as others. So we have quite a few games. Michigan-Iowa is about to hit the half. There's 57 seconds left. we got about six minutes left in the second quarter here uh, between Kentucky and Ole Miss. Purdue, Minnesota, less than five minutes. Texas Tech, K-State, a minute 24, and we've still got about 14 minutes left to go in the second quarter between TCU and Texas Tech. All right, as we wait for more scores to roll in and keep you abreast of everything going on, actually, we'll update one game we haven't hit on yet, uh, Louisville-Boston College. We don't really have eyes on this one, uh, but BCU just gets the ball back. It's a high-scoring affair so far, 16-4, to Louisville up on top of Boston College. In-game numbers off the board right now, and as I say that, uh, yeah, they're off, so we'll give you an update once they refresh and we get an idea of where the market's going to be there. But BC is going to start their drive at their own 25-yard line. Power ratings. Really cool pro tool for all of you out there. vcin.com. You have access to Adam Burke and Steve Mackinan's power ratings in college football. Very much worth using as a tool for you. And again, you know, we always say, or at least I do, uh, when it comes to these power ratings, use them, compare and contrast with yours, where you're at with guys like Steve and Adam. Uh, Adam did a great job of actually writing an article that is up there on the website that you can find how to craft your own power ratings. That's something uh, to use as a tool as well. But let's talk about some of these movers and shakers in these power ratings and where some of them have gone. And I do think one of the ones that has stuck out as we've kind of looked overall, we'll go to one team, Danny, that actually won their matchup. According to Adam, and it's no real shake here because they are still the seventh-ranked team in his power ratings overall, he downgraded Tennessee by two points after the close win over Florida. What would you make of the Volunteers coming out of that matchup? Because if anything... Big picture-wise, do I think much of Tennessee when it comes to the SEC? You know, probably not. Uh, but I do think, and we'll get to more of this later, it did do quite a bit for somebody's Heisman candidacy for the Volunteers. Yeah, and honestly, JVT, when you and I were previewing this game last week, I think you and I leaned a little bit toward the side of Florida. Maybe you didn't as much, but and again, I didn't play it, but I probably would have taken the points. And I know we had our issues with Richardson and how he wasn't looking that good for Florida, but you knew that it was going to be a tough spot because Florida was going to be ready to go. And this was the first big test for Tennessee at home. And look, it wasn't a pretty win. But it was a win nonetheless, and a win you needed for Tennessee. Nobody thought it was going to be easy. So uh, I wouldn't really downgrade them, if anything. I'd probably look at them and say they're exactly where they need to be right now. They've proven they can be a top team, right, in a respective game like that. And they still need to prove that they can compete with the bigger guns throughout the SEC. So they're a respectable team but I don't know if they're at the top of the rank. So I wouldn't move them down that I wouldn't go too crazy about the win. I think they were just perfectly fine where they were. So, yeah, I, I don't think there was any movement necessary for the Volunteers. And I will say, too, uh, Oklahoma, right, coming off of that loss to Kansas State, Adam had moved them down about two points um, right now, or coming into this week, I should say. Sooners were his eighth-ranked team. I'm going to go on a limb and say the Sooners might get downgraded a little bit after giving up 27 points in the first quarter against TCU. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe not. Actually, if they come back and win, maybe not. But uh, I don't. You, you can't love what you see from Oklahoma defensively in this game. No, no, nothing good, especially when your head coach is supposed to be helping out that side of the ball. That's never a promising side. Uh, JVT, really quick, uh, speaking of these power ratings, I wanted to ask you, you know, Adam, with Iowa State moving them down about two and a half from 29 to 37. Now, Iowa State lost to what I think because I'm betting on them this week, but a pretty good Baylor team. Iowa State in a very, very interesting matchup with Kansas today that everybody's loving this Jayhawks team, but I feel like this is going to be big to see where the Cyclones actually are in terms of the power ratings post this weekend. Well, and it's it's I'm glad you brought that up too because if you just kind of pick the brain of a lot of college football handicappers out there, a lot of them think that this is the sell-high point for Kansas. Right. Uh, I think a lot of people might look at Kansas and go, what are you talking about? It's a perfect team against the spread, and now they're catching points at home. This is ridiculous. Uh, but it might not be the case. Uh, and I, I, I would tend to lean in that direction. When you get to this point with some of these teams, 
that are undefeated against the spread, that are covering by such a high margin. Keep in mind, Kansas, the best ATS team in the country, not only because they were undefeated, but the margin by which they were covering those games. That's a really big deal. Uh, so the power rating for them had been a little bit out of whack. And now you're talking about maybe the market catching up to a really big extent to where this number of three should probably be a little bit higher and maybe even closer to seven or something like that when you talk to some really smart college football minds. And I think that's what the, the when you talk about like not fading teams, but going against them or whatever it is, Daddy, these are the spots where you want to look. I think a really good example was last night. I was on New Mexico plus 14 and a half against UNLV. Why? Because the power rating for UNLV, I think, got a little out of whack and the market was a little too high because they were so perfect against the spread. Sure enough, they failed to cover, but they went out right. Might be a similar situation here for Kansas today. Absolutely. And again, it's just seeming like the Jayhawks are becoming the darling team because of how profitable they've been. And just because we're used to Kansas being at the bottom of the barrel. So now that they flipped it so aggressively, it seems easy to want to take the points with them. But let's not forget Iowa State, despite us not having the highest expectations for the Cyclones, Matt Campbell always has his guys ready to go. They're always a tough out regardless, and they need a bounce back spot after losing at home against Baylor. So they still see Kansas as a very, very beatable opponent. And the first really true test you can say for this Jayhawks team. So yeah, I kind of give the slight advantage to Iowa state here. And that's why I wouldn't be so quick to downgrade them as much as Adam did, because again, I know you got to shift it, but Baylor's a really tough team. So I, I didn't really get too impacted by that loss on the side of Iowa state. Score update, Kansas, excuse me, Kansas, the other K team, Kentucky, the other basketball program, uh, has found the end zone against Ole Miss, 19-12, to a touchdown. Will Levis to Tavion Robinson, five yards. So that is a 19-12 to game here for Kentucky, trailing now by seven in that game against Ole Miss. Uh, in-game standpoint, we'll give you an update as soon as those numbers pop and refresh. Uh, but Kansas, Kentucky, man, I got all these basketball programs. Um, now an eight and a half point underdog with a total of 58 in that matchup from a live betting standpoint. And uh, Minnesota, Minnesota is actually driving now down 10 to three. So we'll see if they can make something out of this. 227 left to go, but they are in Purdue territory and we'll see if they can make the most out of a drive. They are inside the 35 yard line of TCU Purdue. also, JVT, totals up to 97. Oh boy, another touchdown. It's not going well for Venables. We'll be back here on Live Bet Saturday. <laughs> This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. NHL season starts this week. Hockey betting experts here at VSIN, Andy McNeil. Ready to go. The VSIN hockey season prep guide is available now. Get in depth analysis from Andy with predictions for teams, players, win totals, uh, point totals, daily betting tips, season long trends to watch, and more. Plus, three things every new NHL better should know. Guides a must have. Key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge of season. Beeson Hockey Season Prep Guide is available to pro subscribers now. Go to Beeson.com slash subscribe to get in on this. All right. Let's bring in Thor Nystrom. Was nice enough to give us some time today. College football and uh, analysts, fantasy pros, and betting pros. Thor, it's good to talk to you, man. Actually, I haven't been able to uh, speak to you in person. I do follow your work, so uh, it is nice to have you on. I want to immediately jump in and get your thoughts uh, on what we're watching in the Big 12. Uh, I'm in. Under 94 on TCU, Oklahoma from an in-game total standpoint. Because it does seem, the the thinking here, one, Oklahoma has really struggled offensively early in this game. The other is, this is quite the gap here for TCU. As Ooh, and Dylan Gabriel just went down with a really nasty hit. If TCU is going to run away with this thing, there's no need for them to continue to run their offense as this game extends. 94 is the high point. I went under. Your thoughts? Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, I mean, for for that to go over that that what has become an inflated live total, it would require Gabriel Dash Oklahoma to throw the ball really well and really efficiently, really efficiently for the rest of the game. Because, like you mentioned, TCU in the second half is going to sit on this ball. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd probably be on the live under as well. Uh, Danny, really quickly, uh, yeah, Dylan Gabriel went to give himself up and slid, took a really nasty hit from a TCU defender, and he did go down. So. Uh, they are working on him on the field, so they're going to take a timeout there, but also something to consider from an in-game standpoint. It does look like Gabriel uh, was uh, pretty seriously injured, so you hope that he's going to be okay. Yeah, hey, Thor, I got another kind of in-game perspective here for you that I, I want to pick your brain about in the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan and Iowa, now you knew that it was going to be a slow offensive performance 
probably on both sides, but more so from Iowa. This live total has come crashing and crashing down, and I feel like we keep seeing this in Iowa Hawkeyes games where you can really get good opportunities on live betting the total under because they just keep having these lower scoring games. Right now it's at 32 and a half, and I know it seems so low to want to bet an under, but it, do any of these teams give you confidence to go the other way? Like, doesn't under seem like the only way you'd have to bet it? Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah, I and sorry, I was I I just saw that hit. Yeah, um, that alluding to on Gabriel, that looks really bad. Um, they they're almost a fight almost broke out on the field because the Oklahoma players were pissed at the hit. Um, yeah, he he took a big shot to the head, sliding down. Um, but yeah, no, as as far as the totals, I mean th that's probably another one where you would lean under. Iowa hasn't been able to do literally anything on offense so far and Michigan is not going to be aggressive they're not going to have JJ McCarthy thrown into a strength of the Iowa defense Iowa defense is really good um, in coverage so like they've done okay in terms of the scheme in the first half with McCarthy um, and trying to neutralize that Iowa uh, pass rush but you're going to see a whole bunch of Blake Corum and Donovan Edwards who who was able to suit up today you're going to see a whole bunch of runs of them in the second half and Iowa's going to try to throw at least a little bit but I mean they can't throw so what are you going to do uh, a quick update um i think it was one michael brown stevens who had the ball ricochet off of his chest in the end zone for minnesota it was subsequently picked off uh purdue got that and uh, minnesota a red zone uh, another red zone failure for the golden gophers as they continue to trail here uh against purdue thor nystrom with us all right thor let's start to look ahead uh, to some of the games that we're going to see a little bit later today uh, first off your thoughts on the big matchup in the sec alabama arkansas and how much do you put stock into i know you have your ratings and your numbers how much do situations and how teams have operated in those situations alter your handicap i bring that up of course because alabama has struggled on the road in recent years yeah, 100%. You have to bring that stuff in. Uh, situational spots, uh, at least recent historical trends that that may be of data value. Because, um, you know, some of these trends you see are so stupid. They go back like 10 years and and they don't have anything to do with the current roster on the field. But the, the recent Alabama road woes, that's all since the beginning of last season. So I'm like, it it is relevant. Um, and, and I think it speaks to like the rest of the SEC, the talent level going up a little bit. As you guys know, if you're going to bet on Alabama, you got to pay a tax that the inverse of that is if you're going to go against Alabama, you're going to get line value almost every single time because, you know, the, the market wants to be on Alabama, whatever. And where the margins are closer in these road games, Alabama's not getting over the number. I do like Arkansas in that game if that line is still, you know, 17 and a half or, or whatever it is. If, as long as it's there, I, I do like Arkansas. The one thing you're concerned about with Arkansas, it's allowing explosive plays, especially since Catalan, their SAR safety, got, got injured. Arkansas, that's the worst thing that they do on defense. They're actually pretty good uh, in the trenches and, and stuff like that. It's just the breakdown's deep. But a Alabama, usually the past couple of years, they would profile as a team that would terrify you in that regard. Like Jamison Williams would would eat this Arkansas team's lunch over the top. But they don't have that guy this year. Their, their receiving core has been all over the place. Place. They've tried to use these true freshmen in there. They've been mixing and matching people. Ja'Cory Brooks, who barely played in the first three games last week, now all of a sudden he's their feature receiver. They haven't gotten as much as they wanted from Jermaine Burton after bringing him in from Georgia. Their receiving court does not scare you against teams where, where the coverage isn't quite as good. So I, I, I think for those reasons, I do expect Arkansas to win in the trenches. Alabama's offensive line is also down in addition to the receiving court. I'll take those 17 half points of the Hogs. Hey, Thor, let's take it back to some Big Ten action because JVT and I haven't talked about this one, and I've been really curious to get some people's thoughts on it, and that's Maryland and Michigan State. Now, this one feels like a game where you kind of got two sides of recency bias. I know that Maryland didn't pull it out last week, but they were a really tough opponent. And then for Michigan State, well, they get embarrassed at home in their matchup last week. And, you know, they haven't looked good whatsoever. And the line is climbing and climbing toward Maryland. I know it got as high as in the nines, but right now you're seeing about seven in the hook. Can Michigan State keep it close against this Maryland team? Will we see enough offense out of Sparty to keep it within that number? I allowed myself to buy low on Michigan State this week, but I, I had to promise myself that if Michigan State gets rolled today, I won't try it again. <laughs> um, so, 
So this is the one time I'm trying to put my hand into the cookie jar with the Spartans because you are getting, objectively, you're getting value on them. I mean, like an enormous amount in comparison to what it, this line would have been over the summer. Probably this game probably would have been a, a, around a pick em or, or even Michigan State favored. Now it's, like you mentioned, it, it got up near double digits for a little bit and then it, it's it's gone back to seven and a half. I, I just cannot believe that Michigan State is as, is as bad as they've shown. And as you guys know, in the two games where they got embarrassed, mm-hmm. they had a whole bunch of guys that were out. Jaden Reed was out on offense. They had some deep uh, defensive injuries. They're getting some of those guys back. So between that and then between uh, me just not believing that Michigan State is quite as bad as they've looked. And then also with with Maryland, uh, Tagovailoa is going to start, but he he got banged up last week with a rib thing. That's something to keep an eye on. I'm not sure if he is going to want to be doing as much stuff outside of the pocket, stuff like that. You might be able to confine him just because of that injury. And then Rakim Jarrett, I still have not heard word if he is going to play today or not. If he does, he is not going to be as good. He's not going to be at 100%. They also might withhold him. Maryland's passing offense is the best thing they got. So, so the status of those two guys, I think, is important. Like I said, I'm going to I'm going to try putting my, my, my hand in the cookie jar with Michigan State one time, but only this one time if they, they don't cover. Javante Barnes, a 20-yard touchdown run, Oklahoma. Home responds, so it is 34-17. In-game total, 95.5. TCU, a 17.5-point favorite there. And uh, Minnesota has a first and 10 with seven seconds left to go. They're trying to milk, I guess, something out of this drive. We'll see if they can do that. All right, Thor, uh, let's go to another matchup later today. I'm actually really curious your thoughts. Uh, Danny's got his thought here on this one. Baylor, Oklahoma State, uh, as Baylor, I think, defensively is the real deal. And when you look at Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders, like the, the, the numbers have been pretty good, but I don't know how real they are. Um, I, yeah, I, I think you're going to find out today that Spencer Sanders is a fluke. Yeah, Dave Aranda, ever since he has gotten to Waco, has had Spencer Sanders in a blender. Those two teams played three times between 2020, first year that Aranda was there in 2020, the COVID season. And then last year they played twice, once in the regular season, once in the Big 12 title game. Spencer Sanders over those two years threw 20 interceptions total, nine of them came in those three games against huh. Baylor. And in the first one, that Baylor team stunk. They, they went, you know, finished like two and nine or whatever they did in his first year. They still picked him off twice. The the last game, Oklahoma, in, in the Big 12 title game, Oklahoma State staff was so spooked of Spencer Sanders throwing into the teeth of a Dave Aranda defense. They were still throwing the ball, but he, he, he had like 35 attempts. Spencer Sanders averaged 1.7 air yards per attempt in that game. Wow. They would not let him throw downfield. So, I mean, Aranda's even in the head of the Oklahoma State uh, staff as well. And by the way, he threw multiple interceptions in that game too. Even though they weren't letting him take any chances, he was still throwing interceptions. Spencer Sanders cannot help himself but give the ball to Dave Aranda's defense. And last week you saw uh, Baylor, once they got back a couple of skill guys on offense who had missed time with injury, you get them back. Your offense plays a little bit better in Ames against Iowa State. And Blake Shapin played up as well. Shapin was the guy who beat this same team, this Oklahoma State team, in the Big 12 title last year. I like Baylor a lot today. Thor, uh, we are up against it, man, but we appreciate it. Uh, awesome stuff. And again, enjoy your work. So good to talking to you. Appreciate Thank you, boys. You, have a good Saturday. Yep, again, yeah. Thor Nystrom. Um, we'll have a uh, halftime line here coming up for Minnesota and uh, Purdue, Danny, but I, I will just hint at this. I don't hate a potential Minnesota play in the second half. We'll give you the details on why that might be. And uh, score updates around the world of college football. Again, a very good uh, performance and response, I should say, from Oklahoma. Those who don't know, uh, Dylan Gabriel is out with a head injury. Davis Belleville is uh, in at quarterback for the Sooners. We'll be back here on Live Bet Saturday. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. This is Live Bet Saturday on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app, featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts located on the Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly, and if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. So we're starting to see now this is... All right, so Danny, we're starting to get what I need here. So first of which is... TCU is starting to take the ball, the air out of the ball a little bit. Uh, milking the clock, running plays with less than 10 seconds left to go on the play clock, uh, running it, you know, kind of getting a little bit more plotting with their pace. And then what I get now is a turnover. TCU has turned the ball over. Oklahoma Ooh. has it, it seems. So this is 34-17, 5.40 left to go. Uh, but that's a good thing for somebody who's got under 94 here, uh, which is you not only want elongated possessions, turnovers and killed possessions also help as well. In-game total, uh, in-game total now down to 93. Now TCU's got to stop Oklahoma offensively. We'll see if this is going to be the case. I'll update one last time for those just joining us who haven't been keeping an eye on it. Dylan Gabriel did go down with a very serious-looking head injury, so their backup is in Oklahoma. They did take his first drive down for a touchdown. That was Javante Barnes for a 20-yard run. But if TCU can kind of limit this here, it's a uh, it's a solid start for somebody who's got under 94. That it is. And look, you could still get a phenomenal total if you want to go to the under. As you said, it really didn't move that much. I mean, so like 92 right now, and you got it at 94. I, okay, well, now it just dropped down to 91. But hey, if you're yep. still in the 90s, you're probably feeling pretty all right now, especially with that injury uh, to Gabriel. Of course, we hope that everything's all right. But if you're looking at it from that betting perspective, JVT, throwing the backup in at this point, uh, not going to really be viable to Oklahoma coming back, you would imagine. And, you know, I this may be kind of just a, a general thing to speculate about, JVT. And I just remember hearing people talking about this recently. But when you have a backup coming in in college nowadays, don't you kind of think that the backups aren't as good as they were back in the day? Because if you're a backup, obviously your goal is to be the starter and the transfer portal allows you to go wherever you want. So a lot of these viable backups are probably going to smaller schools to become starters. So at that point, in essence, your backups may not be as good as they were back in the day because of how frequently these guys can move to start somewhere else. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a fair point. I think that would be something, uh, 
to actually consider as you're kind of looking at some of these kids coming in. I will say that I would I think the pushback, Danny, would be that college football offenses are more and more friendly to quarterbacks nowadays. Uh, and I think guys can come in and be a little bit more seamless in turn of the transition. And by the way, uh, I should note and correct here, uh, it was not an, an official turnover. It was a turnover on downs. TCU went for it mm. on fourth down and were ruled a short. Uh, Sonny Dykes is actually freaking out, and they're reviewing it right now. As you look at the replay, I, I just need a super slow-mo of the actual handoff as opposed to the play itself. Uh, it does look like he was stopped short, so we'll see if that's going to be the case with something to monitor in that game. So I brought this up, and it's not the number I was hoping for, uh, but still, nonetheless, from an in-game or from a total standpoint as a whole, I should say, it's not the worst spot to be in. I mentioned Minnesota against Purdue, Dan, and the fact that second half-wise, it might be worth looking at for Minnesota. The reason why I bring this up is up to this point, and it's not a big gap, Minnesota has outgained Purdue, 175 yards, 154. Yards per play, they've got a full yard advantage there. The problem for Minnesota has been the fact that they have turned the ball over and had some special teams issues. Look at the way that some of these drives have ended. Interception at the Purdue 49-yard line. Turnover on downs on fourth and one at their own 29-yard line that set up a Purdue field goal. A missed field goal from the Purdue 10. Another field goal settled for at the Purdue 27. And then an interception in the end zone, which careened off of a wide receiver and then intercepted on the bounce. Minnesota has moved into Purdue territory with some regularity, has outgained them from a yard per play standpoint, Dan, but have not been able to take advantage here. If they can kind of lease up these mistakes, uh, this is not the worst spot to be in if you're Minnesota heading into this. You're ten, you're down 10-3, laying four and a half there, so you can get, you know, a lose essentially by five as it stands right now. Like you're in a pretty good spot if you're talking about attacking this from a second half standpoint. Yeah, so when we were talking to Thor last segment, I actually I saw the three and a half pop up at about minus a buck thirty. You know, I thought it was worth to lay that price because you're getting the hook over three and catching it with Minnesota. So uh, I did end up pulling the trigger on the Good. Golden Gophers for exactly those reasons that you stated. I mean, look at Tanner Morgan. He's eight of eighteen, isn't great, but in the passing game, still racking up 160 passing yards. The turnover was obviously crucial. Not executing in Purdue's territories. You also mentioned a big difference here. You know, Aiden O'Connell's been fine, but like the running game hasn't really gotten anything too successful for Purdue. So Minnesota's defense hasn't been the problem, clearly. Aiden O'Connell, him coming back was the big difference, but again, he's not necessarily jumping off the page. He's not lighting it up. You're looking at Minnesota trailing at home and you're going, all right, it's just a matter of time before Minnesota's offense clicks or it doesn't. I'm not too concerned about what Purdue's going to do. It's what this Minnesota offense can or cannot do. And I think they could come out and make a big statement with their first possession in the second half here. And then you'll be looking at that live line and certainly won't get the value that you could get right now at halftime. So yeah, like I said, I took three in the hook, and if you're still catching any kind of price with the Gophers, I would recommend it. Yeah, and I misspoke, by the way. Uh, I think I said you can lose by five. You can lose by two. You're laying four and a half, so you got to win the second half uh, by five. Um, all right, very quick update. This is exactly what we were looking for from a pace standpoint and from what's happening. Turnover on downs stands. Oklahoma gets the ball. A very quick three and out for the Sooners. And it looks like that uh, TCU is going to get the ball back here with just over four minutes left to go. So from an in-game total standpoint, Danny, the, the events that you needed to take place with this thing got as high as 94, 95 and a half is actually the peak that we saw. it. We are now starting to trickle down. In-game total now, 90. With it and uh, this, from a spread perspective, TCU minus 19 and a half. By the way, they did just show Dylan Gabriel, I believe, walking back to the locker room. So that's a positive sign uh, that he can at least you know walk back to the locker room. Doesn't need to be stretched off or anything like that. So good news for Dylan Gabriel from that perspective. But again, Gabriel is not going to play. But this is what you're looking for. Uh, this is the events that you want to transpire here. If you're betting some in-game unders, you want turnovers, you want punts. And uh, this is actually happening. You can punt in a Big 12 game, Danny. I don't know if you know that. It is not a rule that you don't have to. Uh, you can. And it actually has happened in this game, or at least, yes, it has. Well, your Hawkeyes are doing it consistently here. They just did it again. They're trailing 13 to nothing to Michigan. Now 19 and a half is the spread. That total still at 32. Kind of tempting here. I was defense limiting Michigan to what you could ask him to do. It's just Iowa's offense is anemic. At best, will probably get 10 points in this game, but it's not looking like they're going to be getting it anytime soon. So may not be the worst opportunity to take a total despite it being so low. But based on what you've seen, why would you bet it any other way? So I think what's happening here, by the way, 
This is a great set of events. Uh, Sonny Dykes is freaking out in this TCU game. The uh, the uh, the player who went back to receive the punt for TCU when he ran over to field it, his arm flew up in the air, and officials took that as a mm. fair catch. So he called for a fair catch on the nine yard line. Jeez. <laughs> and so Dykes is freaking out, essentially telling them why in the world would he call for a fair catch on the nine yard line uh, when nobody was around him. But that, that is where TCU starts their drive. So second at six, three forty, and rolling in that matchup. Again, they're still in the second quarter, folks. This game has been a little ridiculous uh, from that standpoint, going back and forth there. All right. So we have kind of gone over everything. You mentioned it. Iowa punts it back. Michigan right now has a third and one, so we'll see if Iowa can hold them off there. And we're waiting for updates in a lot of these other games. Uh, let's go to one more thing to discuss when we have uh, – we do a great job in terms of setting up these to- uh, topics. Elliot, our producer, does a fantastic job. I brought up Heisman odds earlier in the hour. Let's talk about these really quickly because we've had quite a few moves, and we can expand on this a little bit more in the third hour, Danny. But the one name that I think that has really stuck out to me, Hendon Hooker, uh, preseason odds were 60-1. to 1. Tennessee looks like they're going to be a team that's going to rack up a lot of wins. From an offensive standpoint, they're going to be one of the better teams in the country and in the SEC. Up to 16 to 1, or yeah, up to 16 to 1, the probability increases of him winning the Heisman. 16 to 1 at BetMGM to win the Heisman. Hendon Hooker, is there something or nothing to the fact that this dude's moving up the board? I mean, there's something, and I think there's something just because the odds and just the class in general really isn't that deep for Heisman. It's really been top heavy, and it's been that way the entire offseason leading up till now. The issue, JBT, is just like, and I know that it's based on, you know, the regular season and what have you, but I just feel like knowing Tennessee and still knowing some of the competition they're going to have to face, I could see some regression happening at some point. I just. In terms of the number, like I wouldn't hate the idea of betting it. I just find it really, really hard for someone to overcome C.J. Stroud, regardless of how good anyone else is looking, because of how made Ohio State has it right now. Yeah, you, that's. I think that's kind of the thing when you're looking at it, right? Is I mean, who's the clear second contender when it comes to this yeah. award right now? Some people would point to Bryce Young, but it hasn't really been the best start to the season mm-hmm. statistically for him. So Hooker might find himself at least at the ceremony, and you'll see if you can get off it from there. All right, yeah. uh, let's get out of here. Third hour of Danny and myself here on Live Bet Saturday coming up next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.